personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. For you and for me and the entire human race, there are people dying. You don't like the song? It's a Michael Jackson classic, Lauren. I got to tell you. I told you, I'm not a fan. That's because you don't care enough for the living. I got to tell you, the Trump cares for the living, though. Did you hear that he said, I said I was going to go over this at the beginning of the show. The Trump said, I don't care about McConnell. I don't care about Pelosi. I'm going to extend the eviction moratorium. That's what he said. He said he's doing an executive order. Because if you don't know, there was previously a moratorium on federally subsidized or backed housing. Just to be clear, that's not all housing. That's housing that has a mortgage that's federally backed, but a jumbo loan from a local bank probably isn't affected anyway, meaning a bigger loan. We don't need to go into that. There was a moratorium, though. It expired on July 24th. And a big crisis has been going on, and they've been saying, now the evictions are going to start. And in a lot of states, they have, and it's become a major tsunami, a public health crisis. But I said to you at the beginning of today's show, you know what I said? The first segment, I said, you got to read the fine print. So I read it. Here's what it says. In quotes, the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Director of the CDC shall consider I want everyone to understand the words consider. Consider means do absolutely nothing. Shall consider whether, whether any measures temporarily halting residential evictions of any tenants for failure to pay rent are reasonably necessary to present the further spread of COVID-19 from one state or possession into any other state or possession. So what the Trump did is he said that his secretary should think about it. Thinking is important. Thinking is important. But if you're one of these people that are going to get evicted, I don't think thinking matters. Good news. In New York State, the chief administrative judge, the Office of Court Administration, they created an executive order. Not an executive order. I'm misspeaking. I'm misspeaking. An administrative order. You see, the difference is the executive order comes from the executive branch. The administrative order comes from, anyway, this week. We have, in New York, major stuff coming out. When it comes to evictions, there are no residential evictions allowed in New York State until at least October 1st. That's a good thing. Then what we got is older evictions, ones that were started before March 17th. They can continue. You can continue. But again, you can't actually do the eviction. I want everyone to understand, there's a difference between bringing a landlord-tenant proceeding and the actual eviction when they pull someone out. So what they're saying is, if you start an eviction proceeding, the proceeding, you started the lawsuit before March, you can go again. However, however, even if you go again, there's no one getting pulled out of their house until at least October 1st. And guess what? Commercial evictions, you could start again on August 20th. In fact, what it says, evictions commenced on or after March 17th, those are the ones, the new ones, are suspended, regardless of whether it's commercial, residential, non-payment, or otherwise. They may be commenced, but nothing further is going to happen. So what do we learn? In residential, you're not getting put out on your fanny until at least October, and this is important stuff, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm reading 
AOL. I can't even believe I'm saying I'm reading. You've got mail. I'm reading AOL. And apparently they're now, AOL has news. And again, it's Huffington Post in AOL. So I guess I'm reading Ariana Huffington. But Ariana, I used to write for you. I have, you don't call, you don't write. I've been sitting by the phone. I want to write for you again. Ariana, I've been loving you. But anyway, I've been reading this article. It says, how the eviction crisis could compound voter suppression come November. It's interesting. So the Trump said he was going to stop evictions, but he seems to not want voters. And so maybe he intentionally told his secretaries to consider as opposed to act. Either way, I'm not the expert on this. And as you know, we spoke to the experts some weeks back. I got him on the line again. Let's grab Perry Grossman, who is our ACLU Voting Rights Project attorney, to tell us why. Hold on, let me grab him. Hey, Perry, how the eviction crisis can compound voter suppression come November? How is this happening? It was that. So what happens is when you've got instability in housing, that causes problems because people's voter registrations are tied to where they live. So when you've got people who are suffering evictions all over the place because nobody's working because of the pandemic, uh, you know, that can create a real serious problem in terms of whether uh, voter registrations are accurate, whether people are getting their absentee ballot applications and whether they show up in the poll books. So it's a really serious voter suppression problem. I'm a little confused. You're saying it's tied to their addresses. Can you break that down a little more for me? Sure. So when you register to vote, you put down your name, you put down the party you, uh, you want to affiliate with, and you put down your residential address. And so when you go to the polls to sign in or when you apply for an absentee ballot, um, you know, your address is there on your, your registration records. They know where to send your absentee ballot or to make sure they can look up your address in the poll book. So if I move, though, how does that all work? Does, do they know that I move? Is there some sort of my landlord need to send something to the voting registry? Like, do my mail get forwarded? What's going on when I move? Yeah. So when you move, um, the boards of elections, at least in New York State, they tend to look at the U.S. Postal Service change of address records. Those are not always very accurate and up to date. Um, So it's important for you, if you're going to move, to update your voter registration just to make sure that it's accurate. So forgetting the fact that this eviction tsunami that's about to happen, and we were talking about how the Office of Court Administration has pushed it back to October so far in New York State for residential housing, but forgetting just New York State and everywhere else, if you're in danger of eviction or just moving otherwise, it's incumbent upon you, you're telling me that you have to reach out to the voter registration and tell them where you're going to be. Yeah, it's an awfully steep burden to put to place on voters. If you're getting evicted, obviously you got a lot of stuff on your mind. My God. But uh, but yeah, it's it's certainly one thing that you should keep in mind if you're getting evicted is to make sure you update your voter registration. So let's change it from a different angle because I want to understand. I do get evicted. Let's assume that we're doing a little illustration. I get evicted. I didn't update anyone. I know where I'm supposed to vote in person and I didn't intend to vote by mail. I show up in person. Do I have a problem? No, you don't have a problem. You just got to go in and, and tell them your name. And when you come up in the poll book, you, you can sign it. So uh, if you're not, if you're still in the same, if you can still go to the same polling place where you would ordinarily vote, you're going to be fine. When you say I can still go, you mean physically go or is there a legal obstacle? What I'm trying to understand is I, let's say, live in a town in Suffolk County. I live in Smithtown and I get evicted and I move to a town in Nassau County. I moved to Hicksville. Can I still go to the voting booth from my Smithtown address if I never changed it? Or am I going to have a problem when I go to the Smithtown address because I moved from my eviction? You can still go to your Smithtown address and vote there. Um, it's possible that the your, your voter registration might be updated if you do move to a new place and the Board of Elections 
does update your voter registration with the USPS change, change of address information. But um, you should be able to go safely to your Smithtown address and, and still vote. So your recommendation is I go to the Smithtown address and I want to play worst case scenario, Perry. I go to Smithtown address. And again, Perry Grossman, voting rights project attorney at the New York chapter of the ACLU. He knows the stuff. So I go there, Perry, and they say to me, my USPS address has been updated. And they say, you got to go to Hicksville. Can I go to the Hicksville one now? You should be able to go to Hicksville because thankfully uh, last year, New York enacted something that's called voter registration portability. So if you're already registered to vote and you move within the state, you can go uh, vote in your address. Uh, you might not show up in the poll book, so you might have to cast what's called an affidavit ballot, um, which is more likely to get thrown out than a regular ballot. But um, luckily in New York, if, if you're moving around, um, voter registration should follow you. But the updating can take some time, so it can be complicated. So you said portability, and you said it's a New York state law. We don't know that this applies that if I'm living in Ohio or if I'm living in Tennessee. Is that true? That's correct. So each state has its own thing. But your advice is to go wherever you thought you were registered if you were going to go in person. And if you go there and they say no, ask them where you can go. You have to be your own advocate. It's like going to the doctor's office and saying, no, 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 you got to look at this leg. This is the leg that's broken. If you don't tell them what's going on, they're not going to tell you. And we got a problem. And I'm reading in the Daily Beast this, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. Trump admitted this. This is what he says. If we don't make the deal, that means they can't have the money. That means they can't have universal mail-in voting. So you might end up having to go in person. What is Trump saying there? Is he saying there's no mail-in voting? So what Trump is saying is that he wants to make mail-in voting as unavailable as possible because he doesn't want people to vote. Um, you know, he himself, by the way, just registered to vote by mail. So this is incredibly hypocritical on his part. But he's lucky, Perry. You know why? Because the head of the union for the Postal Service said that they're going to do it anyway. They're, they're fine with this. They got this. Isn't that what the, he, he came out flaming? He said, we got this. You can't stop a postman. That's, that's exactly right. So the U.S. Postal Service, the letter carriers, the career employees, not the political appointees, have always been very clear that what they are willing to do is to deliver every ballot. Um, but there are questions about how fast they're going to be able to deliver the ballots with the new policies that uh, Louis DeJoy, the postmaster general that Trump just appointed, has put in place. So by all means, have faith in your local letter carriers. But if you're going to vote by mail, do it as early as possible so you're not getting uh, delays that make your ballot late. So I want to go over the three tips I think I got from you today. First of all, if you're getting evicted, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Perry, if you're getting evicted, it would be good to know where you're going to be moving and contact the registration and tell them. But if you don't, go wherever you were registered before. That's tip number one. Tip number two, try and vote there. But if they say you can't vote there in New York State, as long as you're in the state, ask them where you can vote because you're legally allowed to vote because it's portable. Tip number three is... Mail-in voting is something that we're probably going to have. But because of the funding issues with the Postal Service and Trump admitting that he's trying to cut, he says you can't have the money. That means no universal mail-in voting. What I learned from that is vote as quickly and as soon as possible. Is that what we're getting? That's exactly right. This is Perry Grossman with us. Thank you so much from the ACLU Voting Rights Project. Stay strong. Get the voting out there. Thank you, Perry. Lauren, that was so cool. But the best part, I don't know if you know, is that Governor Cuomo said we can go bowling now. So now it's Sunday. And aquariums. And you can go to the aquariums and it's good time. So we're going to wish everyone a great week. Happy bowling. Hope you get lots of, what do they call that? A turkey. Get yourself a turkey. We'll see you next week. Thanks. This is Real Estate
Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com.